For Progressive Voices, I'm John Sinton, and this is a turning point. Today, remember his name. Rest in peace, David Crosby. This week, I need to leave politics and media to mourn the loss of a cultural icon, raconteur, provocateur, and musician par excellence, David Crosby. You'll read elsewhere about his argumentative style and his struggles with addiction, so here, I'll take a different approach. Some background. Even though the term sounds new, society has always had influencers. Throughout human history, they have scrawled on cave walls, served as court jesters, traveled the countryside as minstrels, spread the news and opinions of the day as town criers, built printing presses, spread religious beliefs, often violently, fomented revolution as pamphleteers, created newspaper chains, broadcast networks on radio and then television, and in the current era, used the internet and social media to change the culture. Music has ebbed and flowed as a cultural influencer. Early in the last century, Tin Pan Alley, the inventors of the Moon Spoon June school of low-impact rhyme, brought us lighthearted entertainment with no intention of changing the world. Since then, we've had periods of musical lulls where dancing was the thing, and periods of musical intensity where songs demanded a close hearing. Today, we're in a musical lull, but in the 1960s and 1970s, music was inseparable from social movement, and Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young were at the forefront of a changing culture. Musicians served as a kind of collective conscience, and David Crosby reigned supreme. Crosby's Almost Cut My Hair became a counterculture anthem, and his Long Time Gone is both a tribute to the assassinated Kennedys and Martin Luther King Jr. and a cautionary tale for other would-be pot stirrers. The line, you've got to speak out against the madness, you've got to speak your mind if you dare, particularly stands out. Stephen Stills captured a generation's angst in For What It's Worth when he was with the Buffalo Springfield. Graham Nash's military madness depicts his birth during wartime, and his Chicago immortalized the trial of the Chicago 7 and the chaos of the 1968 Democratic Convention. With Jackson Brown, Bonnie Raitt, and others, Nash created the No Nukes movement. Neil, Neil Young wrote Ohio minutes after the Kent State Massacre in May of 1970, and it was on the radio absolutely everywhere later that week. They were our minstrels, from Bob Dylan, who told us the answer was blowing in the wind, to Barry Maguire's Eve of Destruction. Music was our scribe and the soundtrack to our lives. More than film, literature, or television, music spoke directly to the 76.5 million baby boomers who were not going to sit quietly while adults ruined the world. Yeah, I know. I grant freely that we went on to sow our own kind of ruination, but that is not today's story. There's a masterful documentary called Stand and Be Counted, for which Crosby collaborated with a close CSN friend, David Bender. Find it, and you'll be grateful they took the time to show us the power that music has to change the world. We've now come to the moment when those heroes are beginning to fail and fall. David Bowie has passed from a blood cancer. Linda Ronstadt, the best and most versatile voice of a generation, is still alive, but multiple sclerosis has robbed her of her instrument. 
Joni Mitchell, a soaring soprano and perhaps our best poet, has had debilitating health challenges, but because of friends and fellow musicians led by Brandy Carlisle and Elton John, has been reinvigorated and lifted to the point where she can perform again. While not at her previous level, it is still joyous. Well, I personally have no desire for the limelight, and for the most part, I wish my memories to remain personal, not public property, but I'll break my rule to tell a short story because it provides insight into David Crosby. In 2007, I got a call from our mutual friend, the aforementioned David Bender, who was the political director at Air America Radio. That's the network that I dreamed up a few years prior. If you know his name, it's likely because Rachel Maddow, who came to prominence at our network, referred to him as her political guru. Bender asked me to produce a pilot radio show that he was doing with Crosby for a major syndicator. We brainstormed at the Crosby's home near Santa Barbara and went into the studio to cut a show about music, social change, and technological innovation because Crosby was insatiably curious about everything in life. (laughs) <laughs> the syndicator hated it. They called me and said, where are the sex and drugs and rock and roll that he's famous for? This is not what we paid for. And I said, you know, it's easy to box the troubadour in, but it's impossible to hold him in place. When asked about the Grateful Dead and how they did what they did, Crosby's dear friend and collaborator, the Dead's Jerry Garcia, allowed magic is what we make and music is how we make it. Amen. Rest in peace, Cross. For Progressive Voices, I'm John Sinton. Go to the on-demand section of ProgressiveVoices.com or the PV app and look for A Turning Point. Hi, this is Randy Rhodes right here on the Progressive Voices Network. 